I'm Melissa. I'm Jam. And I'm a chemist. And I'm not. And welcome to Chemistry for Your Life. The podcast where I'm pouring coffee. Um, the podcast <laughs> that helps you understand the chemistry of everyday life. And if it's your first, second, third, whatever time listening to our podcast, um, when we say Melissa's a chemist, she really is. Mm-hmm. She has her master's in chemistry and she works as a chemist and she's getting her PhD right now. Mm-hmm. And I am not. I have a bachelor's in not chemistry. <laughs> um, and uh, each episode, Melissa teaches me and you guys something about chemistry. Well, Jam does have a bachelor's degree in podcasting, basically. Yeah, pretty much. It's in we, radio, television, yeah. and film. Yeah, they didn't put, it'd be kind of funny if they put on my degree, like, bachelor's, not chemistry. It's just <laughs> like, here's kind of the significance is it going to play in your life. I just, last time we said that, I wanted to, I realized we talked about what my expertise is, but not what your expertise is. Right. So, and Jam's looking for a job. So if anyone wants to get this crystal clear sound quality, mm-hmm. then hire him. Yep. Okay, well... <laughs> Please. <laughs> just kidding. Are you, though? <laughs> no, just don't want to sound desperate. I don't need your job unless you really want me, in which case... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so I... I might be losing my voice. I think I am a little hoarse. Mm-hmm. I didn't sleep very well. I was trying to get all my homework done on Sunday night. So my voice is a little hoarse. Also, then I yelled at the hockey game, but not a ton. Yeah. So it's probably the combination of the two. Yeah. So just, you're just going to have to bear with the little hoarseness in my voice. Not as calming and peaceful as normal. It kind of sounds a little bit more this American lifey though. Sometimes you can hear like a lot of crispiness in their voices, you know, yeah. it's like all the, this stuff going on. Uh-huh. Chapter one. Act one. Act one. That's what yeah. it is. Act one. Horse vocal cords. Act two. <laughs> too much hockey. Act three. Not enough coffee. <laughs> so good. Okay. So, but do you, do you want to know what act two is really going to be? Yes. Or is it act one? No. Well, act one is actually that my voice is hoarse. Okay. What's act two? It's. Aluminum foil. Whoa. Okay, so... Aluminium, of course. Aluminium for our British listeners out there. So, but I have a specific thing about aluminum foil that I'd like to talk about. Okay. Okay, so I love salmon. Okay. I don't really like eating meat. Mm -hmm. I was a vegetarian for a while. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I don't feel bad about is eating salmon because, well most fish because I don't really feel like fish have as much feelings as other things. Interesting. I kind of know what you mean, but I don't know if it's backed up by any no hard data. It's not. Absolutely also, not. aren't salmon an invasive species? You can get like a salmon infestation in your I home. I have no idea. Please don't ruin salmon for me. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Oh, you said in your home. I thought you meant in rivers. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, they are an invasive species because they're so good. Once you start eating them, you can't They start invading stop. your diet. Yeah. And... I like the way that they taste so much that I can eat it every single night and not get tired of it. That's good. Which is not true of chicken. Yeah, you got to hang on to that. When you find something like that, mm-hmm. when you find someone or something that special, you got to <laughs> hang on to it or them. <laughs> well, in this case, it's salmon. Yeah. So I make a lot of salmon, but I hate doing dishes. Mm-hmm. So instead of using a cookie sheet to bake my salmon on every single time, I have started 
to use a little piece of aluminum foil and mm-hmm. I just fold up the edges to make a little boat and mm-hmm. I put my salmon in there and bake it on that and then there's no cleanup. I do the same with uh, lots of uh, vegetables. Well, we cook broccoli several times a week uh, and sometimes peppers as well and always, always use aluminum foil. So I'm like very interested to hear what's going to happen when we delve into this topic because it's a very common every week thing I deal with. Nice. So, well, let me ask you this. When you take it out of the oven, do you use your fingers or do you use a hot hand? I put the, what are those called? A hot hand. Do you use a hot hand? A hot hand is what it, the thing in the lab that we use to take oh, okay. out glass that's been baking above the boiling point of water so that it'll evaporate that stuff off. I thought you were just struggling pretty hard with making <laughs> no, words. It's a silicon thing. That's the color of the terracotta soldiers. And you take it out with that. Got it. I don't know what terracotta soldiers are. Um, I use an oven mitt because I put the, for structure reasons, I put the foil on top of a cookie sheet. Oh. Because several pieces of broccoli or peppers or whatever would make it a little bit like easily flimsy because mm-hmm. it's just not one, yeah. well, it's not one mass. So yeah. that's why I do that. Well, on my salmon, I, I take it out of the oven, whether uh-huh. it's been cooking at 425 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh-huh. I can just reach in there and take it out and plop it on my stovetop. Mm-hmm. Do you know why that is? Also, wait, before you answer, I do want to give a disclaimer. I'm not telling you to try this and please do not burn your hands and then sue me for it at all. This is something I do and it's risky. Sometimes it is hot. Most of the time it's not. <laughs> I um, don't worry about me. At least I will not try that. <laughs> Um, I meant for the listeners at home. Yeah, yeah. Like I, our science experiments. Yes, I can tell that. that you were saying to them too. But I definitely won't try that. Partly because it just doesn't sound like the kind of thing I want to risk anyway. It's like <laughs> hmm, I wonder if this is not going to burn me severely. <laughs> um, I have wondered many times why it cools so fast. Because sometimes what I will do is I'll take it out and then I'll be putting the vegetables onto my plate to eat mm-hmm. and my wife's plate. Like we'll be dividing them up mm-hmm. and then I'll wrap up the foil. And throw it away. And mm-hmm. I'll do that not too long after it's been in the oven. And most, you know, metal things would still be quite hot. The cookie sheet's still hot, for yep, example. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I can easily pull up the foil and it's fine. So that is something I have wondered about many times. So let me ask you, what did we learn about things that gain and lose heat quickly? For the listeners at home, please go back to episode... Episode two, why are sand and water different temperatures at the beach? So that was what I was wondering about. Is it, but it's metal. So that is confusing to me, but I'm guessing what you're saying is that it has to do with the specific heat of aluminum foil. Yes, that's exactly right. Now, can you remind us what the definition of specific heat is? This, we have since recorded this, it's since recording this, it's been about four months. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Okay, here's my memory of what specific heat's definition is. The amount of, is it energy or heat? Heat. The amount of heat required to change the temperature mm-hmm. of a, of one, is it one gram? One, mm-hmm. okay, one gram mm-hmm. of a substance mm-hmm. um, by one degree Celsius? Yes. Okay. Some yeah. of those some specific units were getting confused for me, but mm-hmm. I was thinking like, I know everything around it, mm-hmm. but you, the, you the got blanks. It. Okay. Very good memory. So said again without all the pauses and humming and hawing or whatever, <laughs> um, it's the amount of heat required to change 
one gram of a substance by one degree Celsius. Right. So we didn't talk about something else with specific heat Mm -hmm. that goes hand in hand with it. And that is called heat capacity. Okay. Heat capacity is the amount of heat it takes to raise one object by one degree Celsius. Okay. So heat capacity is not a unit that's measured by the amount of mass of the substance. It's just an object. So the heat capacity of my cup, Mm -hmm. the heat capacity of your mug, Mm -hmm. the heat capacity of the human body, all of that, it's not one pure substance and it's not just one gram. It's however much it takes that whole object. Got it. So yeah, like this, like both of our mugs probably are made up of several different, you know, Mm -hmm. elements or chemicals or whatever Mm -hmm. that formed the whole deal and Mm -hmm. our bodies obviously got a lot going on there so it's yes a combination of of things all sort of in one measurement Mm -hmm. it's a it's irrespective of size so size does not matter okay your mass doesn't matter Mm -hmm. you can take the heat capacity of a human body and you can take the heat capacity of a doorknob and they're Mm -hmm. going to be significantly different Mm -hmm. but they're not comparable the same way one gram of water and one gram of sand or one gram of the human body you could say it's all Mm -hmm. there's a word i can't think of right now standardized it's Mm -hmm. all standardized by the one gram right heat capacity isn't standardized but it is what's nice about it it seems like a lot of everyday people would relate to the non-standardized way like Mm -hmm. oh yeah my body versus the doorknob it's like just those are objects. It's easy. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to think about how much is one gram of my body? <laughs> yeah. What is one gram of a doorknob? Like that just is right. weird or whatever. So it is convenient for thinking about specific objects. How much an object gains and loses heat mm-hmm. is a lot less abstract than how much heat does it take to raise one gram of glass mm-hmm. by however much. Right, right, right. So... We hadn't talked about that because it seemed like a lot and it was going to be kind of confusing. Uh But naturally, if you have one gram of water and 100 grams of water, which one do you think is going to heat up faster? One gram. One gram. That's Mm -hmm. true. So if you have a larger mass of something, it's going to take more heat to raise the temperature. Right. So it might not actually be because of what the object is made up of. Mm -hmm. It could just be because one of these objects has more mass than Mm -hmm. the other. Mm -hmm. Say like your mug and my mug, mine's smaller. Yes. So it might just be like, that's really it. It's not, it's not because of Mm -hmm. what the chemical makeup or something. Now think about the mass of a sheet of aluminum foil Mm -hmm. and the mass of an aluminum cooking sheet. Pretty different. Pretty different. Which one has more mass? Definitely the sheets. Mm-hmm. Way thicker, rigid. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot more going on. Yes. So which one of those do you think would require more heat to raise the temperature by one degree? The sheet. The cookie sheet. That's right. Not yeah. the foil. Sorry. Yeah, the cookie sheet. I should say that. Yeah. <laughs> that is kind of confusing because then it's like a sheet. You could say sheet of foil. Yes. The cookie sheet. The, the pan. Cookie. Yes. Whatever you want the, to say. The aluminum pan. Yep. Okay. So now you know all of the things you need to know to think through why that aluminum foil cools down so fast. Okay. So when I open my oven to take out my salmon, the heat is no longer being put in. I turn my oven off. I mm-hmm. open the door immediately, not immediately, very quickly. 
the aluminum foil is beginning to give off all the heat that it's taken in because it has a low heat capacity. Because it doesn't have very many like shelves to store the energy. That, that illustration you used in the past. Yes, but in this case, the reason the aluminum foil is losing, gaining and losing heat more quickly is because than say an aluminum pan mm-hmm. is because its mass is so small. Got it. Okay. Got it. So you have this sheet of aluminum foil. Heat has been putting into it. It increased its temperature very quickly. And then you open, you turn the oven off, open the oven door and immediately it starts giving off its heat. Right. 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 And it doesn't, he's not being put into it anymore. So right. it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it didn't have the capacity to take in very much heat. Right. So it's not giving off a ton of heat either. Uh-huh. Eventually it reached the same temperature as the oven and that was that. Uh-huh. So that's one thing to think about why it's immediately getting cooler. Okay. Okay. There's one other level to it. What's that? The heat capacity of the thing touching it. The thing touching me, the thing you're cooking? No, the thing that you're touching it with that it doesn't feel hot. Your hands. Ah, yes. Okay. So the specific heat is about less than one. It's 0.8.9. The specific heat of water is around four. Okay. So. For for like what? Like what's the unit? Um, It's. If the unit is joule per Kelvin gram. That sounds expensive. Or joule per Kelvin kilogram. Okay. I get it. Joule. <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> I know. It's not spelled that way. <laughs> so it's basically takes more joules per gram. And Celsius does it take to raise heat. So That's, we're talking four for water. Mm-hmm. And so it takes more. Mm-hmm. And then less than one for yes. aluminum foil. So if there is not very many joules or not very much heat in uh-huh. aluminum foil and then you touch it with your hands, mm-hmm. which are have a high water content, mm-hmm. and then you touch it with your hands, this aluminum foil, if you touch it with your hands with their higher heat capacity, the heat that transfers out of that aluminum foil may not feel very hot to you, even if it's a higher temperature. Okay, got it. So there's a weird kind of divide between how hot it really is and how hot it feels to us because we are not like a perfect measurer. Yes. Our hands are not perfect measurers. And we talked about this at the time. Heat and temperature are different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if the temperature of the aluminum foil is 100 degrees Celsius Mm -hmm. and the temperature of water is 100 degrees Celsius, one is going to be letting off a lot more heat to your hand than the other because Mm -hmm. it took a lot more heat to put into one than the other. Yes. Okay. So it is a high temperature, but it might not contain a ton of heat to be able to transfer. Mm -hmm. So there's two reasons that the aluminum foil does not feel very hot when you take it out of the oven. So I I think I got it. Okay. So it sounds like the two reasons are this. First, I'm going to do the specific heat one first. Okay. Because that kind of tracks with my my chemistry arc of mm-hmm. learning. Yes. So if you take the specific heat, which is the amount of heat required to raise the temperature of one gram of a substance by one degree Celsius. Yes. Um, of aluminum foil mm-hmm. versus the our hands, which mm-hmm. have a high water content and they've got other things going on too. Mm-hmm. 
the aluminum foil's specific heat is pretty low. Yes. It's less than one. Yes. Of the unit. And then mm-hmm. just as a kind of relative thing or whatever, our hands and water is like four. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's a pretty big difference. Mm-hmm. Even if the aluminum foil is pretty hot still, because that's such a low specific heat, our feeling of the heat would be pretty different than its actual temperature. So say it's like hot because it, ta- it would take a lot more for our hands to feel the temperature, mm-hmm. feel the heat. Even if it is pretty hot, we might not feel it is one thing. Can I say, you keep saying hot and I think you mean t- temperature. Yes. So even though it is a pretty high temperature, we don't feel the heat the same right, way. Right, right, yes. Even if it's pretty high temperature, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you're right. Hot is a kind of like a feel term. Yes. What I mean, yeah. What I mean is even if it is hot temperature-wise, it actually is, has a high temperature, mm-hmm. we might not feel it. Great. Second That's one. That's a little confusing, but I think you got it. I think, yeah, I, it's, it's clear that I'm trying to regurgitate that I get it, mm-hmm. but it's not probably the way that <laughs> you probably, anyone should probably teach it, but that's my way of connecting some dots. Well, actually I got some listener feedback that you're saying it. It was shout out Isabel H. Uh-huh. She said, when Jam says it, then it puts it in terms that I could use to communicate to someone else. She liked it a lot because uh-huh. she was able to take my chemistry jargon translated through your non-jargon out into the world. Got it. That's very good. I'm glad it's not just me trying to re-say it to make sure I get it. Um, no, I'm glad it's key. useful to you guys. So mm-hmm. that's excellent. Okay. The second half of this would be the heat capacity mm-hmm. part. And that is that the aluminum foil, mm-hmm. if you compare it to even just like a cookie sheet that you might use instead, mm-hmm. depending mm-hmm. on what you're cooking, it has so much less mass. Mm-hmm. So just picking some random numbers, pretend that one sheet of aluminum foil you might use to cook your salmon mm-hmm. is like 20 grams. Mm-hmm. And then imagine probably almost every cookie sheet would be something more like 100 grams, something like that. Probably more than that even, but yes. Okay. So at least, I mean, like in that divide, it's already mm-hmm. five times different, but probably right. more. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot more mass, even if they're like the same exact makeup, mm-hmm. because the aluminum foil sheet has so much less mass, mm-hmm. the amount of heat that it would require to raise the aluminum foil mm-hmm. by one degree, mm-hmm. it would just require so much less. You yes. have a lot less of a thing to heat up. Right. So imagine you got the same exact oven, mm-hmm. the, the thing that's smaller mm-hmm. will heat up way faster. Makes yes. total sense. Yes. But it's just like that. It's nice to have that word, the heat capacity mm-hmm. to know a sciencey way to put that. Yes. Because it does make sense. That's that's pretty logical. Yeah. I think for most of us. Mm-hmm. So then that also explains pretty quickly what's going on here with the aluminum foil. Yes. Much lower heat capacity. Lower? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lower, lower heat capacity because mm-hmm. it's so small. So then in the opposite, whenever it's cooling back down, yes. it also be really fast. Yeah. That's compared exactly. to the pan. Which you could you could burn stuff on a pan after it's been sitting out yes. of the oven for a little bit because mm-hmm. it might retain that heat longer. Yeah. So that's pretty intuitive, but it's it's really cool having that like understanding of it. Yep. That's it. So you got it. You know now that specific heat is standardized by one gram. You know that heat capacity is of a whole object. And you know that 
the differential between specific heat in aluminum foil and our hands causes it to feel less hot and that more energy is required physically to raise the temperature of the pan Mm -hmm. than the foil sheet. So less energy has to come out. So it cools down faster. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Isn't that so cool that you know why? Yeah. And it's just crazy too. I think a lot of times I just assumed that like there was some, it was some unique thing Mm -hmm. about aluminum foil. Like, Oh, they figured this out. You know, it's like you use (laughs) it and then it's suddenly cool when you're throwing it away or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's not hot like you might expect it to be. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess that's what the scientists did when they <laughs> made this thing. I don't know. You just think, I just kind of filled in the blank with that must just be by design instead mm-hmm. of thinking really like, why is that the case? I think you could do that with any metal with a low heat capacity if you, or a low specific heat, if you mm-hmm. turned it into a foil sheet. Interesting. And you know what else? What? There is not a lot of information about this available. So... I thought for sure they would use this example Mm -hmm. all over the place, but there was not a ton. And I actually had to consult with other scientists to make sure my thinking was correct. Got it. It was very interesting. It was a fun journey for me as well. I mean, that's cool. So not very many people think of it like that. They have the same experience as you. Huh. Interesting, huh? Yeah. I feel that I've learned so much from researching for this podcast. Yeah. It's been really fun. And it's awesome. And to make sure that like, it makes sense that you have to make sure that before you pump out some knowledge to the world that you're checking with either a reference or your mm-hmm. colleagues or whatever yeah, makes sense um, that that would be a learning experience, not just the homework required, mm-hmm. but then the like collaboration. Yeah. I did find a really cool paper published in 1933 about aluminum foil. So that was fun. Dang. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But it did not help me. In they were, this. It they was were just like, fun to read. they were like, hear ye, hear ye. We. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, and it was written in, it was uh, written in old timey font mm-hmm. from the old timey uh-huh. computers. They're like, <laughs> four score and seven years ago. <laughs> and while we're talking about that, I had so much fun learning. Mm-hmm. I'm also, I'm going to say my thankful before you get to say you're thankful. Perfect. Switch it up. I like it. So Thanksgiving is coming up. It's just next week. And. A lot of times people ask me how school's going and all kinds of things. And my response lately has been, I love everything I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I just wish I had no homework and more money. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not greedy. I just am an adult who lives on a grad student salary. Yeah. So just a little would go a long way. I think for a lot of us, it would decrease our stress level to some degree. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm just really thankful because of where I am in my life that allows me to do that. So mm-hmm. my advisor is so encouraging of this podcast and I volunteer at a museum and mm-hmm. I get to research the things I'm interested in and she's excited about that for me. Yeah. And I'm so thankful to have someone in my life like that, a good mentor. And I'm so thankful for the college of science and the chemistry department that help me get where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And really they allowed me to tailor my program to what I needed to accomplish. And they showed so much confidence in me to do that. Uh And this podcast and all of you listeners, like finding value in it and being excited about it, all of those things have basically allowed me when my family asks, how's school going? How Uh long do you have to graduate? All those questions I always get to have an answer that I'm very excited about for the first time in a very long time. Yeah that I get to say, I love what I'm doing. I love everything that I'm doing. 
I just wish I didn't have homework yeah, yeah. <laughs> and got an adult income. And that hasn't been true for a very long time. And I'm just so thankful for this podcast and all of you listeners and everyone who talks to me about how excited they are about chemistry and just about life in general. I just, I'm in a really good place with my career and mm -hmm. I'm so thankful that I'm getting to do, I'm really and truly living out my science communication goals and dreams. And yeah, people ask me what I want to do when I graduate and it's this, yeah. I want to keep doing what I'm doing right now because I'm getting to share with people how exciting chemistry is. Dude, that's awesome. That's so, a good thankful. That's my thankful. Mine is, um, not as cool as that. So <laughs> kind of wish I'd gone first. Just kidding. Uh, I have had a, um, a, I've been thankful the past couple of weeks for getting to do some work with, I've been doing some freelance work for a company in the UK. Um, nice. And it's been a, a couple projects here and there, but that's been really cool. Mm -hmm. It's actually some interesting chemistry stuff that seems like they do that I'll have to ask you about um, at some point, but we love the UK here. Yes, we do. Chemistry for your life. Yep. In fact, so much that we uh, made sure to say aluminum at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So, but sorry, you had to hear it the other way the rest <laughs> of the episode. Um, Ooh, yeah. That probably was grating on the ears of our British listeners. Sorry, guys. If only we could like have a different version specifically for your country. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool just to make it a little bit more easy to listen to. Um, our voices are voiced over <laughs> with someone with a better accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the other thing is that um, in the same vein, I've been doing some work for a, a local nonprofit that helps people who have car needs, um, oh, like cool. who don't have the finances to be able to, um, like meet their pretty urgent car needs. Either they're like a single mom or they have some mm -hmm. other documentable, like, like, um, disability or lack of income or unemployment or whatever it is mm -hmm. to help them get back on their feet. Cause if you're already in that situation and then you have a car issue of some kind at all, yeah. um, then that's not good. So yeah. you can't drive to even go to an interview to get a job and mm -hmm. all that stuff. So there's a nonprofit that does that. And I've been we're doing some work for them this month, um, helping them do some fundraising. And so I've really enjoyed that work. That's just a, a project that it'll be wrapping up here soon, but it's been really nice having those things to work on. Do you want to share the name of the nonprofit in case there's anyone who's interested, any of our listeners who are interested in contributing to that? Yeah, absolutely. So it's called Metro Auto Ministry. The easiest place to find them is on Facebook. Um, it's not the only place, but that'd be the simplest place to find them. Mm -hmm. And uh, they do that work here in the DFW area for now. It's the only uh, area where they're working at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, really cool nonprofit, really capable people. A lot of really cool stories I've heard already just in the past yeah. couple of years they've been operating. Mm -hmm. of people who've really needed exactly that kind of help to get back on their feet. And it's been and a really important piece of that to them getting back on their feet in, yeah. in a lot of other ways too. So, um, yeah, wow, that's check, cool. check them out if you're interested. So if our listeners want to see what work you specifically did, what'd you do with them? Their fundraising campaign that they did last month is what I worked on. So did you do the logo too? Yes, that's true. I did that a couple of years nice. ago. Also, I helped name it in the first place because it oh, was just kind of called, cool. it was kind of called like, Oh, the car nonprofit. Like it was like no one had a <laughs> word for it. So that's cool. And yeah. also GM did our intro song mm -hmm. and did our logo and does all the digital things that you ever see. So, so this is kind of the episode where we showcase my work as if it's a, a resume <laughs> and then 
hoping that some listener out there wants me to do that stuff for them. That was not my intention, but if I was listening to a podcast and I got to learn more about what one of the hosts did in their everyday life, I would think it was really fun. So fair enough. Yeah. We won't do it every time. Someone thinks it's really fun. Yeah. yeah, They'll get the opportunity to look into that. Yeah. So that was mine. Thanks you guys so much for listening. A quick update on our listenership around the world. We Mm -hmm. added a new country this week, Kazakhstan in uh, Central Asia area. We got some downloads there, which is pretty awesome. Brand new to our podcast. So thank you guys for listening. Um, Thank you. It's very close to Russia. And one of my favorite hockey goalies was born there. I've been to Central Asia before and that area is so pretty. So Kazakhstan, glad you guys are listening. Um, Thanks so much for for doing that on the other side of the world. Yes, thank you so much. And also thanks to my references. Mm -hmm. I was able to find a very cool website, scienceline.ucsb.edu. It looks like it's part of a school website where Mm -hmm. you can ask the scientists at the school questions and they can answer it. Nice. So that was a really fun resource because there's not a lot of published data on Mm -hmm. this. And then I also was able to bounce my ideas off of and talk through specific heat and aluminum foil specifically with Dr. Weber at UNT. Nice. She has a PhD in physical chemistry and chemistry by Julia Burge, the first edition, plus my previous knowledge and my salmon baking experience. (laughs) Melissa and I have a lot of ideas of chemistry in everyday life. I want to hear from you. So if you have thoughts or ideas, feel free to share those with us. We'd love to hear them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Gmail at Chem for Your Life. That's Chem, F-O-R, Your Life, to share your thoughts and ideas. And if you enjoy this podcast, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And if you really like it, then you can write a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us to be able to share chemistry with even more people. This episode of Chemistry for Your Life was created by Melissa Collini and Jam Robinson. Jam Robinson is our producer, and we'd like to give a special thanks to V. Garza and... S. Flint, who reviewed this episode.